0: The views and opinions expressed on Deeply Upsetting are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, associated brands, properties, or businesses. Listener discretion is advised. Please keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Fuck Mary Kill. Kids' TV show mascots. Oh, no. Yeah, we've got Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, geez. Tinky Winky. Oh. Or
1: Big Bird. Okay (laughs) Several questions Okay Why Tinky Winky specifically? First off I gotta say
0: Thank you for having questions If you had none (laughs) I would be more concerned Than if you had
1: If I was just like Oh fuck yeah I thought about this a million times Easy
0: Oh this old one Yeah let me pull out my notes (laughs) I happen to have on me About this exact subject So Tinky Winky Why that one?
1: Is that the purple one With the purse? That's
0: the purple one With the purse Oh, okay And also I think The only one that I know The name of Okay, and it's only because apparently it's trying to make the kids gay
1: or something. Tinky Winky isn't that the thing with that? I think that's the reason that I ended up kind of gay. Honestly, I think it was, it was Tinky Winky. Fault. You saw the
0: the triangle antenna and the purse, and you're like, guess I like chicks.
1: Or maybe it was the fact that I like loved Barney when I was a child, and you know, as a child of the '90s, and maybe I had like a weird kind of thing that I didn't understand about it, and then one time. When I was four, I was taken to meet Barney at a shopping center and I went to hug him and I knocked his head off and it was a woman. So maybe I don't know what that informs about my answer, but it's I still felt like it was a relevant story time.
0: What what I feel is that like from an early age, you understood intersectionality when it came (laughs) to like deep inside Barney was a woman Mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Definitely. So that that tracks.
1: That definitely tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what it means for me, but it has to have something to do with who I am today. <laughs> so does that mean that you want to fuck Barney or? Maybe now. Um, I'm not sure. This is, I mean, a very interesting question. Truly.
0: Like what children's show costumed creature makes you horny is really po- <laughs> the, the beginnings of this question. Also, which one do you think uh, has a decent 401k is somebody that. <laughs> is going to support you in your old age is going to be there and be a partner in some of the hard decisions that you have to make throughout your life if you get sick which one do you think has like a gambling problem (laughs) that you want to try to avoid
1: i feel like if i marry or fuck any of these i'm going to have some sort of a problem (laughs) afterwards for sure because unfortunately like not to be a party pooper or anything i actually don't want to fuck any of these mascots i know um, very surprising and See, terrible. B- Big
0: Bird actually has a really bad habit. He uh, cuts up lines and snorts lines of birdseed regularly.
1: <laughs> we all got to get through the day, but, man. <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, you spend that much time on the street. Yeah, you you exactly. end up picking up some bad habits. <laughs> street smarts. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like I would want to marry Big Bird because as I don't really I'm. I haven't watched Sesame Street in a while, unfortunately, but I feel like he had like a calming paternal kind of presence, if I remember correctly. Okay, He was just like gigantic and would like, you know, bend his long, creepy neck over to like make sure that the kids and the other puppets were safe in the neighborhood and stuff. Is that am I making that up? I mean, that might have been what you gathered. I got more of like a Forrest Gump vibe
0: from Big Bird, where he was just like a very friendly, very warm, but so dumb. I can deal with that. He's like you know, like he's protective but he's also like completely an idiot.
1: I feel like he's going to take more care of me than the dinosaur or the purple teletype. I need to see the
0: Big Bird movie. What is it like Runaway Bird or something? Or is
1: good, that like Goodbye. a Runaway Bride spin-off? Yes, yep.
0: it's it base it's with uh, all the characters it's... from Runaway Bride but it instead of Julia Roberts, <laughs> it's Big Bird. It's Big Bird. <laughs> I'm like, sorry,
1: <laughs> sorry, Richard Gere. I got to hang out with my imaginary friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Julia Roberts was probably so pissed that she didn't get to work alongside a legend like Big Bird. Well, she actually, got ousted. Instead. Little known
0: fact: Big Bird is actually normally played by Julia Roberts. Whoa! Yeah, that's where she got her start.
1: That's a mindfuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna marry. Big bird, because okay. I just want support. I mean, I would love to come home and curl up in his little hot dummy nest and
0: <laughs> be fine. <laughs> That's true. He looks like a snuggler.
1: He definitely. Oh, he looks fluffy. Yeah,
0: very fluffy. He
1: takes care of his feathers, and we all also- we have to appreciate that. Someone that like really takes care of their appearance That's is true. trying to like look good. Yeah. Out flex on the streets as if you will
0: there's so many people that just let go so quickly into a relationship i say as i'm wearing my basketball shorts and a ready t-shirt for the third day uh, it's nice to know that big bird cares enough to keep himself well groomed and
1: yeah well he if you don't have a perfect look like you clearly do you have to you know really hone in on the things that you have to accentuate like your feathers and things um, like that
0: there's a point when you find just the right outfit and you go i think i'm done
1: i think i'm all i set. think i
0: have figured out <laughs> that part of my life like one less thing to be concerned about
1: you're like i don't want to make anyone feel bad i can stay here at 12 out of 10 i'm not <laughs> right? shooting for 15 at I this mean, point i mean
0: no at that point it's just it's excessive it's gratuitous it's rude yeah it really it's is
1: pretty rude <laughs> so I'll marry Big Bird. That's the only one I really feel confident about. I, as much as I really want to like lean in and be really supportive of Tinky Winky, (laughs) you know, expressing gender in different ways and like experimenting. Also, the Teletubbies are fucking terrifying. They and are I terrifying. I don't want to be around them at all. Don't they have like a sun baby? Isn't that a thing in the show? That the yeah, sun is like baby. a baby. The sun baby is the least creepy part of the whole show. I'm They're sorry, like really a screaming
0: baby. baby sun? Could you imagine every morning you wake up and the sun is coming out and it just, wah!
1: Like I don't just remember screaming. if it cried or not. I feel like it just made those like happy baby dinosaur noises that babies do. You know, where it's just like squawking happy baby dinosaur (laughs) you know how babies sometimes sounds like baby dinosaurs like goo goo
0: gaga or
1: no i'm not gonna do it on the podcast it's gonna be so fucking loud but you know how babies all of a sudden will just like get worked up and be like (laughs) like a baby dinosaur all right i did it i wanted to that's all i wanted that's all i wanted to honestly who am i kidding um So, yeah, the baby son, I don't remember it being sad, but again, I don't really remember. I feel like I repressed the Teletubbies because they were horrifying. And I feel like they became popular when my oldest sibling was like starting to get into children's TV. Um, And I was like probably 10, 12 years old at the time. And it was just so fucking unsettling to me. Um, So I feel like I have to murder. I have to do the murder because... I don't want to be around any of those Teletubbies for a second. So if I yeah. fuck Tinky Winky as much as I really should to like, you know, make him feel like he's accepted and mm-hmm. like well-loved in this life. But the thing is, it's his gender expression is totally fine with me. It's just like the rest. That's not <laughs> so it's I the, have...
0: the like giant purple body with a television screen, television stomach, stomach yeah. and like
1: nonverbal is really creepy. All of the like waddling that they do. The I just don't like is a them. Lot. They're extremely pear shaped. <laughs>
0: you hear that listeners any of you (laughs) pear-shaped listeners uh amy bogard is out for you going to murder you (laughs) scary
1: all of you pear-shaped non-verbal stomach television i'm gonna make you a t-shirt
0: that says like bears not pears and it's just like a hairy man standing there that's got like a more triangle shape (laughs)
1: I love a pear-shaped bear. (laughs) Don't do this to me. Don't spread these lies about me on the show, please. I I say enough bad stuff myself. I don't need your lies. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: That's a fair point.
1: That is the truth. Yeah. So there we have it. I'm going to have to murder the Teletubby. And honestly, if I'm there in like the fucking Teletubby hideaway... I feel like I'm going to blackout. I'm going to kill all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even just Tinky Winky. You're like now, taking them all down. Now
1: I'm trying to remember what the rest of them are. I remember one of them is Poe.
0: The, Poe, yeah, that sounds right. la. I'm just picturing you mm-hmm. in like the hallway scene with a hammer from Old Boy, but it's just Teletubbies <laughs> yeah, like, that are coming at you down is. the hallway. And you're just taking this <laughs> big hammer.
1: I feel like and, they're like, trying to crush me with their
0: thighs. You're... you're using the the claw part of the hammer mm-hmm. and you're hitting them and you're expecting stuffing but it's it's gore like there is actual like intestines <laughs> and like body parts underneath the felt
1: and also wiring i'm sure for the the television.
0: The television is, it's, <laughs> it's a gruesome sight. There's a burning flesh smell from the electricity from the wow. TV melting the in- internal organs.
1: I feel like one of them I'm going to have to try and like kill in a pretty civilized way, like smother them to death or something just so I can do like a real quick like open them up and find out what's happening in there like how, does, gotta it know how, how that, does it work how does it work that works, what's yeah. the layout like in there like uh, what's is there a stomach or i just don't know i guess they're
0: kind of like a, a puppet machine cyborg situation going on also what is the teletubby
1: diet like what are they eating
0: what is what is the tele of the <laughs> teletubby for the
1: television
0: do they just like really like cnn
1: they they watch cnn they're actually always watching law and order svu
0: i mean you need a tv in your body to be able to get through (laughs) all of the seasons of svu so i feel
1: like oh god i don't remember anything about this and i actually haven't been like boning up on my teletubby knowledge knowing that your sick twisted mind was going to make me try and fuck one of them god you're a monster anywho i don't really remember but i feel like that's how they communicated with each other because they are nonverbal. They're very scary. So they're like the Bumblebee car where they just use
0: different scenes from TV shows to put it together like a weird ransom letter using Donnie U clips and The Price is Right to put together
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm sure some listeners really loved that reference. It's completely over my head. So I'm just going to say yes and give you a thumbs up. In the Michael Bay
0: (laughs) Transformers movies. Oh, so uh, sad I missed those. Yeah. The Bumblebee, the character, Uh his voice boxes damaged so he uses different parts of songs and talk radio to communicate
1: oh well, that's cute much
0: like the teletubbies do with their televisions
1: i think i don't know i could be lying i could be spreading Teletubby slander.
0: exclusively after they got the contract uh law and order svu clips <laughs> to Jesus. express their feelings I'm
1: bleak it's almost like if your car radio gets stuck and it's like like my dad's car radio got stuck when i was a kid and so his car only played the oldie station for like years which i'm happy about now. But that's what happened with the Teletubbies. They used to have like a full range. I feel like they even maybe had like Showtime and stuff. Right. They had like Skinamax. There, there, was, no like a, there, there was like a,
0: a burnt sienna colored Teletubby, but it just communicated in, in clips from Oz on oh, HBO. No. And they're like, you've got to go. We can't.
1: You are really upsetting the sun baby. The sun baby
0: <laughs> is just screaming all day because <laughs> all it is, is just like J.K. Simmons. As a white supremacist, like raping people. And, oh
1: man, yeah. I haven't watched Oz. J.K. No, Simmons is raping people? Uh, well, I know I know
0: both of those things are in Oz. I'm just assuming that both are together at one point.
1: J.K. Simmons is a white supremacist? He's like
0: the leader of the white supremacist or something oh, in Oz. No. That's where he got to start. My
1: favorite dad actor? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sad to see.
0: Also white supremacist <laughs> apparently, yeah. And really good at teaching people how to drum. Oh. There's those, like three <laughs> things that he's just great at. It's like, bad energy, <laughs> uh-huh. drumming, white supremacy.
1: Yeah, he just has a white supremacist past. <laughs> I feel
0: like because he's bald, he got, like, typecast really quick. Probably.
1: Like... Well, they were like, you don't look sad bald, you look badass bald, so it's just like, you went from one role to another, you just always are going to have cool bald roles <laughs> from now on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did do, like, the jazz drummer thing, which is, like, the cool, bald white guy thing. That movie was awesome. That movie was awesome. And then he was like the dorky dad that was like thoughtful and hip enough that he gave like the the kid enough space to be themselves was good. That
1: movie was awesome.
0: (laughs) And then he I mean he knows a lot about insurance.
1: Those commercials are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) J.K. Simmons you are the best. Yeah. Since we know he's obviously probably a huge fan of this podcast. I mean, why
0: wouldn't he be? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> he's just next on the list of the celebrities that we're trying to somehow attract. Yeah, we got like Jay Baruchel, J.K.
0: Simmons. There's a lot of J's on that list, <laughs> okay, actually. Okay, Jay
1: Baruchel isn't part of this podcast. Okay. Keep it right. on G-U-I. Okay. Jesus. All right. Okay, to wrap it up, to summarize my feelings. Okay. Mary Big Bird. Okay. Fuck Tink or no, no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna fuck Barney, I guess. There I maybe it's because of like, yeah, the gender bending of my childhood. That was cool. Um, so I'm gonna fuck Barney and I'm going to murder Tinky Winky and all of his evil teletubby siblings, friends? I don't really know. Sibling friends, I think sibling just friends co cult participants. Or like one of them is a male and the rest are like Teletubby sister wives or something.
0: It's like the opposite of the Smurfs. Where
1: it's just <laughs> yeah, all women exactly. except one.
0: <laughs> there was one that just had one, like a single pointed antenna, right?
1: I think so. So that's probably the Did the, the rest male. of them have two?
0: No, there was. The, I think there was one that had like a circle and then there's the triangle one. They had like different shapes. I think one just had like a snork snorkel, like just a little... <laughs> This little tube.
1: Whatever drugs the Teletubbies creators were on, I want no part of it. Like, none. I would never want to try those drugs. I don't want to come up with something like that. I don't want to bring that evil onto the world. What the fuck? No, it's not like it's any better than or,
0: or worse than it was at my era of things. I had, like, a thrift store lamb pu- hand puppet. Okay, I, I wait. Had,
1: why was that precious, though?
0: I had a Sea Captain... Named Kangaroo,
1: mm-hmm. um, and I had uh, personified bananas that wore sleepwear. Well, they were adorable. None of these are as horrifying. You, this is a straw man argument. None of these are <laughs> as horrifying as the Teletubbies. Are you joking? What you about compare? Italian plumbers? That y- you're really gonna say that if it's between the Teletubbies and Mario and Luigi, it's a them? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that was so stupid, and I was so proud of it.
0: I know you were. I saw. I saw it happening. In your mind, as it was about to go my down, my eyes were sparkling. They were, they were really <laughs> sparkling. Jesus
1: Christ, I'm <laughs> so sorry. So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. Do you have different answers or not? They are the correct answer. So we'll see.
0: I am very unfamiliar with all three of these characters for the most part because I am I'm old enough that I was I was already like a teen by the time the the first of these really started to come out. So I only mm-hmm. have a vague understanding of the three of them. And
1: just go based on sex appeal only then.
0: <laughs> just sex appeal. So we've got uh, Big Bird, Barney, and and t- Tinky Winky. This was right?
1: your evil doing. Why are you asking okay.
0: me? So Big Bird, me and Big Bird go way back. Like, I'm oh, good with okay. Big Bird. So it's just a matter of like marry or fuck Big Bird. I think I'm going to marry Big Bird for sure. That just makes the most sense. Like, Obviously. out of the three of them, that's the person I could deal with the longest. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good match. Um, And also, you know, if we drink a little bit too much wine one night, there's like a snuffleupagus that I might start seeing, and then oh. there could be some like really sexy like re-spark, rekindle things kind of evening with that trunk, you know?
1: How do we make snuffleupagus into like the next like term for a type of person? Where <laughs> it's like, is it like a bear or like, no, more like a snuffleupagus type? No, I think it's, it's like, like oh, it's shit. a bear,
0: but it is also a unicorn Mm. Like it's it's your third that you find, but it's a bear. Like oh, it's a sweet. That's yeah. a
1: snuffle up It's a
0: snuffle amazing. A, it's a bear unicorn. <laughs>
1: okay, sorry. Carry on.
0: Okay, cool. I I feel like that's the best one for that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, so fuck and kill for mm-hmm. uh Tinky Winky's Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I don't want to fuck either one of them really. Oh god no. But I'm I I can't not Tinky Winky, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it like there's too many questions like so many is, questions. are you a robot are you like a puppet person are, are you, you okay what is are you an alien there's a sun baby like i just <laughs> i can't this it's too art house film mm-hmm. for me happening with the mm-hmm. tinkies and the winkies i can't
1: <laughs> also imagine going back and telling your friends of what opportunity you've had laid before you And they're like, you chose to not fuck the dinosaur, you you fucked the teletype. And I would
0: 100% be singing, like, everybody do the dinosaur as I was railing out Barney.
1: Wow, I hate that. (laughs) You had to do it, but I hated it every second of it. All right, well, no matter what, this conversation has been deeply upsetting. Welcome back to Deeply Upsetting. We took a little break, but now we're back. We are back. <laughs> Did you miss us? And I just gotta lied. say,
0: we got into uh, 19 minutes and 50 seconds before we got to the end of our intro, so we're gonna start paying attention to the amount of time it takes to get to the actual intro music mm-hmm. on the episodes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like a fun little guessing game. Are yeah. we just gonna fucking die a tribe <laughs> forever, forever about our fuck, Mary kill? They're... I think it's because it's the biggest surprise because the other person doesn't know what it is. True. So then it's just like a terrifying mind fuck that you have to decide within two seconds.
0: Very awful. I'm just waiting for the episode where we play the intro music about a couple <laughs> minutes before we play the yeah. outro music. <laughs> we do one question. One question. And then it's just like a. Yes. And then that's the answer. We just finish the episode.
1: I mean, we do this show because we think that each other is funny. So it makes sense that our questions from ourselves go forever. We're so obnoxious because, like,
0: we think the other person is like the funniest person that's ever existed.
1: Everyone listening to this is like, how? (laughs) Just looking at us like, you're
0: so dumb. (laughs) So dumb.
1: And you're right. But literally
0: anything either one of us does, the other person is just like, you're great. You're great. Like, poke. Yay. I like you. You're wonderful. You're so funny. I love it. Everything. Keep
1: that dumb shit coming. (laughs) So anyways, welcome back to Deeply Upsetting. (laughs) Things have not changed. A show
0: for dumb shit. So we've got plenty of that.
1: (laughs) A show for hot dummies. That's our demographic. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. I think it is, though. It
0: is, though. It it really is.
1: (laughs) Represent. All right. Well, if you're new. I am Amy Bogard.
0: And I'm Mike the Hobbit.
1: And what we do here is we use our so-called expertise that we have given to each other yeah. um, to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries. So if you have any questions for us, please submit them in the following ways. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. It's at Deeply Upsetting. Send us an email at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com. Put Deeply Upsetting in the subject line so we can find it. Or... You could text us. Sexy text. Or send us a sexy voicemail that's just like heavy breathing <laughs> followed by a question at the GUI Network hotline. It's 804-505-4484, which is 804-505-4GUI.
0: I love that. I also love that you put a little bit of cursive on Kowandari. <laughs> oh, yeah. You
1: mm-hmm. just
0: went, you did some tango with that.
1: Yeah, just making it a little saucy so yeah. people want to submit. Yeah. So then they feel like, they're hot, they're dumb, they're feeling sexy with the questions.
0: They're just like <laughs> laying on a on a nice like soft blanket on on the floor in front mm-hmm. of a fire mm-hmm. texting the hotline naked. number naked. Mm-hmm. naked. Like I would have fucked Tinky Winky personally Just sending <laughs> us that
1: Oh yeah I mean you can definitely reach out and tell us that we're wrong That's fine Text
0: us some really nice Tinky Winky <laughs> Barney the Dinosaur slash fic Where oh, they're like no. banging while start wearing purple By Google Bordello is playing in the background Yes yeah.
1: Send us your um. Oh no what's that art website that people will draw Like their very upsetting pornography Was about characters DeviantArt, DeviantArt. Send yeah. us your DeviantArt page that has like all Teletubbies <laughs> doing terrible no because there is things. somebody
0: that's listening that I has know. that
1: that's listening you i
0: i may be. it's very possible wow yeah
1: i mean i think there's someone out there but if they're listening
0: if i if i was somebody that was doing tinky winky like porn art for fun mm-hmm. this would be a show the kind of show that i would listen to
1: should we be proud about that i think we should yeah i mean i'm
0: gonna go ahead and own it
1: yeah i love it yeah
0: <laughs> i mean the other options are way worse so i'm just gonna go ahead and lean in on this one <laughs> We have to accept who we are. We've got like the the uh, the cannibal crowd. Mm-hmm. The, they're not they're ethical cannibals. They're yep. fine. Yep, yep. They hate Army Hammer. Yep. Uh, and then also the Tinky Winky slash Fit crowd. <laughs> so I'm
1: sure that there we could have actually lost them when I said that I would not never consider fucking them True. and I wanted to only if murder we see them. our
0: numbers dip. I know why. There
1: we go. We know the truth. Yep. All right. Let's ask the first question. And the first question is from Bruce McCraw. He asked if you're the host for a symbiote and you have sex with someone is it a three-way
0: so this is a, a spider-man related question and it's good timing with the new venom movie coming out the symbiote mm. is basically the for those that aren't aware the creature that ended up taking over spider-man and gave him the black suit for a little while mm. and it was basically a uh a parasite mm-hmm. that drew energy from him and took on some of his characteristics later even when he got separated from Sp- spider-man so it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a parasite basically yeah Um, so you're a host for a venom basically, Mm -hmm. and you are having sex with Sony. Is it a three way? I think it really depends on how much effort the symbiote is doing. Mm -hmm. Like if the symbiote's just like hanging out, that's almost kind of a cuckold situation. Mm -hmm. Or if you're, if you're hanging out Mm -hmm. and the symbiote's doing all the work, that's definitely a cuckolding.
1: Right. Like how much, um, awareness do you have of what's going on when the symbiote is like, has like taken over, you know?
0: Well, and I think that depends on the length of time that you've had the symbiote. So I think it really goes from, I would say early beginnings when mm-hmm. you still have a lot of control over yourself. The symbiote's there and has a control of itself to a degree, mm-hmm. but you're the one that's kind of like steering the ship. Right. Um, you're you're mostly in control. So it's kind of a cuckolding with the symbiote being the one that's kind of like sitting in the corner masturbating. You right. know, That's just kind of like hanging out, not really engaged, not doing much. Right. On the other end of it, when the symbiote has started taking control and changing your mood and really starts driving the ship, then you're the the cuck at that point.
1: Unless everyone's just having a good time. And then it is a three-way, I suppose.
0: Yeah, if there's a point where, like, the symbiote and you and the partner and everybody's like, let's just have a party. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, that's great. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I'm super
0: down. But I think you can't avoid a place where you have kind of equal control at one point, right? The square in the middle, this little sweet spot. Where that is true three to way action, where the symbiote you equal control over everything that's happening, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's when it's it's go time. That's three way time.
1: I feel like it really only counts as a three way if you are telling the partner first that there is also a symbiote situation. Going on. This is like getting into a weird consent conversation, yeah, right. honestly. <laughs> Taking a turn.
0: Would have to mention, like, by the way, my buddy might join in in a little bit. Uh, excuse me. It's like, no, I mean, literally, like, my other layer of skin.
1: Oh, I just don't know if I would be able to do it. So unpredictable. I mean, you barely know who you're having sex with to begin with, especially if it's like at the beginning. True. And then they're just letting you know, like, hey, somebody else might pop in for a sec no no Mm -mm. well this isn't like
0: this isn't a situation where you find out that you know the person that you were dating has like a a, like a low level drug problem and you're just like okay i don't know about this like this seems like a little bit much And i'm not talking weed like some like an actual an actual drug problem um that's different than literally there's another creature that's attached to your body like it's a different (laughs) level of like don't know the person right like, you literally don't know the part of the person exactly like, part the creature attached to the person
1: exactly yeah. so i don't know i mean i feel like if you can get a true consensual three-way situation going on then more power to you because <laughs> i get it you want to get laid even though you have a symbiote like <laughs> i understand but whew, that just opens some very questionable doors <laughs> Yeah, Uh you, you,
0: I can just imagine the conversation I was like, yeah, before we get like moving forward a little bit, there's something that I got to, you know, I got to tell you. And they're like, oh, OK, stuff gets passed around thinking it's like an STD. And it's mm. like, well, I mean, kind of it's <laughs> it's a little more hardcore than that. Like, oh, no. Like, uh, OK, well, then we got to No, I uh, like I have a symbiote. I have a, I have a venom on me. <laughs> they're like, oh, 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 OK. Wow. <laughs> Then you meet that one person that's like, "Oh, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> and that's when you know it's yeah, go it's time. Be. Yep, absolute go time."
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I think okay. yeah, consent is probably the primary key, mm-hmm. and then finding that sweet spot where you find the right person that's down down to pound.
1: <laughs> Jesus,
0: So of we are venomous, we are double penetrating. No, I think it's, uh, how it goes.
1: <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah, to I the think next we need question? to. I think it's
0: important. So the next one here uh, comes from Chris Porter, and the question is, what secret troubles do Saturday morning cartoon characters struggle with? For example, the Ninja Turtles' depression from isolation, or Shaggy's talking dog hallucinations. So what are some other Saturday morning cartoon uh, mental health issues or, or problems that they run across? Uh, First of all,
1: life. the Shaggy's talking dog hallucinations is so depressing to think
0: about. It's like, so depressing. To consider
1: at all. It's like
0: a Son of Sam situation. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot.
1: Or like, is he doing more serious drugs we don't know about? <laughs> Shaggy's just been on like angel dust this whole time.
0: <laughs> He's like on ayahuasca. Just yeah. like having a good old time in the back of the van. We're like, well, I don't know Shags <laughs> or, or Goobs. Yeah. Just... And everybody's just like, God, I mean, we can't leave him alone. So I guess he can come with us to like our fixer-upper that we're flipping. Yeah. He's like, there's ghosts. Like, we're literally fixing the house. (laughs) We're trying to sell it.
1: I guess another one would definitely be, I don't know. I'm worried about Popeye. I feel like he is taking performance-enhancing drugs. He definitely is. For sure. He has like body dysmorphia or something because he's like continuing to pump and he's only eating spinach that can't be good for you well it's like
0: spinach protein powder is what he's gotten Mm. to and he says that's why he's getting so ripped right but he's only getting ripped in his forearms
1: yeah what is the deal very strange
0: i'm thinking probably like silicone injections Mm -hmm. to make his his forearms look bigger than they actually are Mm -hmm. and you know his his fellow uh crewman you know uh, navy guy are really concerned about him
1: yeah and olive oil is Heansy. She is small. So I don't know. I just feel like there's there's some body image stuff going on between the two of them. I have a feeling
0: they may, they may have met in a support group for like, you know, mm. um, body issues. Uh, olive oil might have been like anorexic or bulimic. Yeah. Popeye has some like dysmorphia mm-hmm. stuff going on. And through supporting one another, they fell in love. Yeah. And then Bluto is just olive oil's ex mm-hmm. that took advantage of the fact that she had so many issues with her like image and Mm -hmm. used that to kind of put her down all the time so she would never leave him
1: terrible yeah terrible and then we've got i'm trying to think of the ones where well there's tom and jerry sure um and then there's the um oh the roadrunner and the coyote yes okay jerry the mouse and the roadrunner definitely like into some very serious torture kind of stuff like that there's anvils being dropped on people's heads or you know coyotes heads yeah um blowing them up there's so much happening here it's just like very unhealthy and i feel like you know the coyote and the cat are going for food so you have to understand and then these little bastards are just going for straight up torture in return oh my god well
0: it's it's the the local honeypot is what they realize that they are is that both the roadrunner and jerry they know that they're the attraction for Mm -hmm. these these predators Mm -hmm. and so they're using that attraction to like reel them in and get mm-hmm. them close, and and then absolutely brutalize them.
1: Yeah, and then do their fucking best jigsaw. I was like, some, <laughs> some fucking really? saw
0: jigsaw stuff right here. <laughs> uh, this is yeah, them absolutely giving them an opportunity where they could have just walked away. Totally could have looked at the situation and gone, you know what? I'm not that hungry. Got some cat food. Coyote's just like there's some some muskrats running around right. that I can go munch on. It's fine. There's a dead <laughs> bird in the in the road that I can go mess with, but now oh, I want this roadrunner. Right. It's that temptation that was their sin, is that they, they had the opportunity to walk away and they did not.
1: Well, and don't they always say that the definition of insanity is like making the mistake, same mistake over and over and expecting different results? Correct. I mean, so there you go for the two of them. <laughs> now, the question is, How many anvils get dropped on your head before you just are like, fuck it. I don't want this Roadrunner anymore.
0: And also the Roadrunner, and and this is something I hadn't considered before, the Roadrunner and Jerry, did they just happen to be in the vicinity of these predators and that's how they ended up on the radar? Or did they go search it?
1: Tom and Jerry, I think, live in the same house.
0: Yeah, but- Did Jerry live there when Tom's family moved in?
1: (laughs) I actually am not
0: privy to the origin story. Or I need the origins. You know, there is a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Maybe it goes into the origins. I don't think it does. I so. But I would love to know if Jerry was like scoping out for a cat with some kind of like behavioral issue that he could exploit.
1: (laughs) uh, It goes deeper.
0: Mercilessly torture over like over what, 50 years? Yeah. He's been torturing this cat. That's awful. Yeah.
1: It's just awful. And then for some reason in the area that the Roadrunner and the Coyote are, it just seems that there's no other life. So I guess we have to just assume that either the Roadrunner tortured them all to death <laughs> or the Coyote ate them all and the Roadrunner is all that remains. <laughs> I think
0: there's there's a, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it, there's a movie called Martyrs.
1: Oh, no, but it, I've heard of it. It's
0: a uh, French film. And the basic gist it's of brutal. it, it's incredibly brutal. The idea is that if you cause enough torturous pain to a person, uh, they reach a point of separating themselves from their body right. uh, to be able to withstand the pain. Mm-hmm. And it takes a certain person not to like pass out or die before reaching that point. Right. And at that point, they are able to basically see God mm-hmm. um, is the thought process. And so it's the, the whole movie is about this gratuitous torture that is yeah. getting people there. And I'm wondering, how close is that? Is that like uncomfortably close to what jerry and the roadrunner are doing to the coyote and tom yeah is they're uh, repeating behaviors over and over again torturing over Mm -hmm. and over again hoping that maybe at one point they're going to get to a point where they just reach a moment of full lucidity
1: Mm, like maybe they just want to be friends actually and they're like well if i have them learn their lesson then we can just you know live harmoniously without the fear that they're going to eat me And they're just going about it in completely the wrong way. This is not how you get friends. No, it's not at all. But also, are you saying that maybe the author, the whoever wrote Martyrs was inspired by Tom and Jerry? I think maybe. I think you're
0: right. And I would love for if there's ever a point where Tom and Jerry or uh, the Coyote and the Roadrunner end up ending, Mm -hmm. that they're they're done doing the cartoon. uh, I would love that there's just a moment where like, Tom is getting his skin flayed off (laughs) by Jerry, like, fully peeled off of his body. And he has a moment of clarity where he realizes he himself is a cartoon Mm. that is there, his torture for entertainment for children. And he, like, looks through the screen to the people watching him. breaks the fourth wall? Breaks the fourth wall. Oh, my God. And becomes aware of himself and aware of the the reality of his world. And then he meets God. And then he meets God, which is literally the illustrator of the cartoon that is Ooh. drawing him.
1: Or he meets God and God looks exactly like Jerry. And then it's like so fucked up. Oh no. Cuz how can you trust? <laughs> so
0: so we got Tom and we went deep in Tom and Jerry and Road Runner, but we got nin- Ninja Turtles isolation issues. A lot. <laughs> um we've got I'm trying to think of Saturday morning cartoons cuz it's been so long since that was a thing that existed. And I'm really drawing a blank on... I watched tons of cartoons when I was a kid, and I can't remember any of them.
1: I know. I Those were the ones that came to mind.
0: Well, there was... A, of course, there's the uh, the Snorks, which was the underwater version of the Smurfs.
1: Oh, wow. But that's been
0: done where they clearly have cocaine habits. They have a Coke straw on the top of their head. So that's, oh, wow. That, that, I don't I think know. that's a t- Dennis Leary joke, mm. I think. But then there's the Smurfs, if mm-hmm. you want to get into the Smurfs. Mm-hmm. And that's like a weird... Ethical polyamory kind of thing happening because mm-hmm. there's only one girl Smurf. And yes, I'm, before anybody fucking ats me on Twitter, I understand that Smurfette was an experiment by Gargamel in order for her to infiltrate the Smurfs in order to <laughs> for him to uh, find out where they are and kill them all. I understand. I know. I know the fucking mythos. Okay, so don't fucking come after me.
1: He knows the origin story.
0: I know the origin story. <laughs> I saw. Um, uh, I saw Papa Smurf begins. Like I know how this story starts. There's got to be some darker shit happening in that village. Definitely. Like, there's there's some weird, like, kinky ceremony stuff happening mm-hmm. there. Um, also, do we know what they eat? I know they, like, live in mushrooms and shit, but, like, do we know what they actually eat? There was.
1: I'm not up to date on my Smurf mythos anymore. It's I... really a shame. The
0: thing is, it was always just assumed that they eat, like, you know, vegetation in the forest and shit, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't. I don't, th- these are like high energy creatures. They, mm-hmm. th- I think, might require more protein. Mm-hmm. And something that was never shown in the cartoon is just like blood dripping down the jowls of these Smurfs <laughs> as they like like land piranha, like take down small squirrels and rabbits.
1: Huge misstep, honestly. Really? When it comes to the script.
0: And man, why isn't this a movie that somebody wrote where it's like a Smurfs movie, but it's, they act like land piranha where you walk into like a thicket mm-hmm that's lousy with smurfs and they pick the bones clean in like two and a half minutes
1: wow talking a lot about picking skin <clears throat> off of things
0: <laughs> that's the theme of this episode great I think. Yeah.
1: wonderful <laughs> totally separate um but just another cartoon that came to mind do you think that george jetson was either having an affair or more likely honestly just sexually harassing their like hot robot maid
0: Oh, George Hudson was fucking the maid.
1: You think so? Oh, definitely. You think that there was like a relationship happening. There was
0: definitely like he found the uh, nozzle on the uh, on the vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. attachment that came out of the maid and was like, "I'm good." Jesus. Like, they've been in a loveless marriage for years. You
1: think it's uh, loveless? Oh, I,
0: well, I think they care about each other, but I think that they're they've just gotten so much in like parenting mode.
1: That sucks because Judy's been keeping it tight. She's a hot piece. Yeah,
0: and she's great, but also George is just so burned out. Like he's been beaten down so hard mm-hmm. uh, by his job at spacely sprockets he's been like de- uh, wow
1: you it- remember a lot more about this stuff than i, <laughs> I do <laughs> jesus
0: spacely sprockets have just actually de- dehumanized him to a degree where he doesn't feel like a man he doesn't feel like he is doing what he can to like provide for for his family he keeps asking for raises he never gets them
1: oh in- and talk the- about the isolation of living in that little space station right thing all the time yeah t-
0: total isolation i mean that is the future with social distancing and and having uh you know plastic uh covers on everything to to prevent for disease
1: are you saying that because you're scared of it happening or because you're really hoping that one day you'll get to fuck a robot made before you die with consent
0: Well, yeah i mean <laughs> i hope so
1: <laughs> i don't know i thought that george jetson could have actually just been like a sexual harasser and she's like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. Like, please. Well,
0: here's the problem is that if the maid follows Avzimov's uh, three rules of robotics, uh, she has to do whatever the human asks mm. of her. As long as it doesn't do any harm to another human. Mm. So, like, he can't be like, kill for me. And she's like, okay, right. mister. <laughs> right. Go fucking kill people. But so, yeah, she. he'd be like, bend over take out your your vacuum hose and oh, she would God. like yes mr jetson and just do oh, the thing oh no yep. so yeah th- there's definitely oh oh no and Elroy yeah. the youngest like he's definitely experimented with it too so there it was definitely a likelihood that on the same day they were both
1: no taken
0: down the maid yeah
1: not on the same day on why same did you day? have to add that detail well because
0: you know George it might be every so often Yeah. you know he's busy he's burned out anyway he comes home and he falls asleep in front of the like space cnn or whatever the fuck he's watching <laughs> um and so he he's burned out he's not always the one being like oh the maid's around Ooh. you know it's whenever he gets a, a wild hair but elroy no, he's got that like young pubescent energy, so he's like he's he's letting loose like four or five times a day.
1: Oh. So God. at least one of
0: those has got to be with the maid. So not that it just happens to be on the same day is that Elroy is hitting that every single day. So it's just whenever George goes up to bat. It, hap- it will be the same day.
1: Why is this conversation making me sad?
0: <laughs> I feel depressed by it. Look, the future is bleak, and you don't recognize that as a kid with the Jetsons. As all these characters don't have to depend on one another. Uh, nobody's cleaning up around the house. Nobody's paying attention to what how the house is even decorated. It's just windows. Right. There's no art on the walls. There's no pictures of family anywhere. It's just this soulless... Sterile environment where all the characters are so completely plugged into their different apparatus that they never interact more than they need to, mm. and so of course love dies. Right. Of course, relationships between the the parents and the kids separate. Of course, the 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 males of the family uh, don't begin to not even recognize any difference between human connectivity and fucking a robot hose. You know. Yeah. So yeah, the future is incredibly bleak. Yeah. And the Jetsons was a kid show. Right. It even shows like an impressive boss that doesn't take the worker seriously, takes him for granted, doesn't pay him his worth Mm -hmm. um, to where the point that it it starts affecting his relationship with his family because of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a rough show.
1: I mean, well, to think about a Saturday morning cartoon that like there were no secret troubles. There were only out in the open troubles. Rugrats was letting it all hang out. Chucky's mom's dead. Yeah. And then Tommy's dad has massive depression. Massive depression. Oh, clearly. The twins' parents are definitely in a loveless the, marriage. The dad was
0: basically Jason Bateman from Juno. Like, yeah. It's, it's basically the same character. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> Many loveless marriages going on. Yep. Yeah. Angelica's mom is a super hot power lesbian. Yeah. Love that. But everything was just right out in the open. So they were telling us everything we needed to know. What I
0: love that all they needed was a little bit of a nod and didn't need to really push too hard on any of those, but it was pretty fucking clear.
1: Oh, it was really clear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Miss Frizzle is also a power lesbian yeah. that sells LSD on the side.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
0: And she's thriving. She's doing great. She's doing great. She reminds me so much of several of the art teachers I had going mm-hmm. through school that are just like absolutely insane, mm-hmm. but in the most wonderful, like buck wild kind of way. Not yeah. that like scary, like you're gonna find them under the stairwell, like sobbing mm-hmm. in a in a puddle of their own piss. Kind of scary, oh my crazy. God. <laughs> no, just the like fun, wacky, crazy. Yeah, she wasn't absolutely. even the
1: art teacher; she was the science teacher. No, but I, or no, wasn't was she the science teacher or the bus driver? No, she was a teacher. Was That's she why teacher? She, was, she was teaching them about science, and then they would go into whatever the science thing was, like the human body or space or I'll whatever. I'll be honest.
0: It's been so many years since I've seen the magic school bus. I just thought Miss Frizzle was the most fucking legit bus driver that those kids <laughs> have ever had. Like, they get off the school, and all the teachers are just like, write this sentence five times so you remember it, and just not giving a shit. They're just doing SOLs. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Everybody's burned out. Teachers yeah. are getting paid garbage. Yep. And these kids are just dejected mm-hmm. and tired, mm-hmm. and going home like to parents that are overworked, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking bleak. And they get on this bus, and there's just fucking whimsical music and a fucking pet lizard. And then Miss Frizzle's just like, "Hey kids, we're gonna go shrink down and go inside the human body and play with blood." And the kids mm-hmm. are
1: like, "Wee!" <laughs> yeah no that was not um actually the case okay she was just an independent ass bitch and that's why she drove (laughs) her own bus because she couldn't what was she gonna do tell the bus driver like we're going into space the bus driver (laughs) isn't gonna feel comfortable with that Uh, there's no insurance to cover that sweet
0: like we don't need to pay two salaries she's gonna teach the kids and then drive them home this is great (laughs) this is helping our budget so much
1: she probably did it for free that bitch probably came from a Mm. bunch of money and that's how she was able to get all of these fucking awesome custom couture dresses that match <laughs> where they were going. So she was like, I'll do it for free. And the school district was like, great, we're poor. We're not even going to look into the fact that she wants to do this for free. That's not sketchy at all.
0: Go, go. Yeah, like if you're providing stuff, if you could provide toilet paper for the bathrooms <laughs> right? too, because we're running low on that and there is <laughs> nothing in the budget. So we would appreciate it. Yep. Some billionaires shoot themselves into space for fun. Miss Frizzle's mm-hmm. just like, we're going on a fucking adventure, kids.
1: Uh-huh. I feel like one kid probably didn't like one of the adventures and came and tried to, like, complain to the principal. And the principal was like, I am not shutting this down. You're like, right. Miss Frizzle works here for free. It's like, one of the kids died. And the teacher's <laughs> like, that sucks for that kid. I think one of the kids did almost die in one of the episodes. They, like, almost, like, drowned in the blood or something. <laughs> I've thought before that
0: that... <laughs> Something along these lines that I bet there's an episode of some like cartoon or kid show that I watched as a kid that was like horrendously dark. That I just missed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm going to end up watching old episodes of Alf. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, the dad has cancer. yeah, And I'm gonna be like, wow, wow. And it's just them crying for 30 minutes. It's not <laughs> even like discussing it as a family. <laughs>
1: and you're like, this is my, this was my favorite episode as a kid. I'm so fucked up.
0: Like the, the dad's crying and then the little boy calls his dad a, uh, like a pussy. Oh my <laughs> like, It's just really <laughs> fucking bleak. And I'm watching their just mouth agape. How did I not notice this episode when I was a child? Wow. Well. But that would, too quick that would the be after. the Magic School Bus episode where a kid like falls out of the bus as they're in space and then he, his like eyeballs get sucked out of his head <laughs> because of depressurization. It's really graphic actually. Yeah, yeah. Miss <laughs> Frizzle comes off She's the bus like it. holding the corpse of the child as, he wa- as she walks off the bus and like drops to her knees on the grass outside of the school, <laughs> just sobbing. It's like, I got it back in but it was too late, was Johnny!
1: Too... <laughs> just... <laughs> And she still doesn't get fired. Nope. They're just like, oh, (laughs) wow. Only one out of all of those kids.
0: Was like Miss Frizzle, like problem is, is that Johnny o- still owed us like eighteen bucks for the lunch program that we're just never gonna get back now.
1: <laughs> Miss Frizzle, you pay up. Yeah, like if you if you pay the eighteen dollars, then you we'll keep just keep your job.
0: We'll just keep this quiet between us.
1: Also, all of your kids are getting like fully a hundred on the science SOLs. <laughs> right? We don't know how you're doing it, but just keep on doing it because we need that sweet sweet SOL cash. I
0: would love to see them talking to a, a science professor in college after they go to school with Miss Frizzle for science. Yes, and they're like. You know how does how does science work? Like, let's talk about astronomy. And it's like, well, I've been to Neptune. And he's just like, can you just be quiet? Because I'm so <laughs> sick of these fucking weird stories you're telling me. Like, no one, no one cares about your weird imagination. That you yeah, have this I magic I surfed teacher. on a white
1: blood cell. Yeah, right. <laughs> like what? No, you fucking didn't.
0: The, the white coats come in and like take the kid out of class.
1: <laughs> I like how neither of us remember a single thing besides them going to space and going into someone's body. <laughs> That's it. That's the only ones we have.
0: <laughs> well, those were the most, you know, magical episodes is when they got shrunk down or went into space. So
1: they all, it was every episode. They went into, like, the
0: jungle and stuff, too, I think.
1: That's cool. Why are you shitting <laughs> on the jungle? No, I'm,
0: I don't have, like, a weird bone to pick with the jungle. You were like,
1: sneering like, at you know, the jungle. You know what? Jungle,
0: go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fucking overgrowth. <laughs> You're not space. You're not, yeah, you know what's cooler than you? Literally anything. <laughs> the desert doesn't have shit still cooler than you, so. <laughs> you know what the desert doesn't have? Fucking mosquitoes. Go fuck yourself, jungle. <laughs>
1: Jesus. the truth really comes out about your jungle feelings good lord in the end
0: even if it may have cost me my life i would have absolutely been down with miss frizzle as a science teacher that oh would have my been god
1: great. absolutely i would have died for a cause
0: for her cause yeah um now much like popeye he-man definitely has some uh steroid use issues as well
1: yeah definitely
0: like, there's no way that that was oh, magic, a magic sword, cool. No, it's not.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> We're all mature enough now, you can tell us. Yeah, right. We want to know the truth.
0: We've gone at length on this question we here. We sure have. I think we got time for one more before we get uh, out of here.
1: We're going to ask a great little simple question from one of our favorite people, Holly McCobb, from Hellkitten Apothecary. How would the world be different If our butt cracks were horizontal instead of vertical.
0: Oh, I mean, shitting pancakes for sure. Mm, I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So much more surface area. It feels like, I guess not, but it feels that way. Chair sitting would have to change, right? I I would think so.
0: Because you'd have like a double bump situation happening. Like Mm -hmm. it'd be vertical. And so there'd only be just like the side of one butt that would be in the chair region. Yeah. So, you would there would have to be more of a like a U shape to the seat instead of uh, just a flat surface.
1: I feel like there's definitely going to be a lot more pear shapes. So you know, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> there's no place for
0: me in this world. No, you're just standing <laughs> anywhere we go.
1: <laughs> it's like, do you have a beanbag chair? <laughs> <laughs> Much more beanbag chairs, which mm,
0: not mad about. Depends on the quality of the beanbag chair. I don't want that nonsense like cheap plastic feeling cover beanbag chair i want that like big plush
1: no yeah fabric in this world i think one of the biggest differences is that rather than like jeff bezos owning all of our hearts and souls it's the founder of that lovesack company the like overpriced but super comfy beanbag chairs oh, like
0: the really big ones yeah yeah or you could get
1: like a beanbag couch yep. and like a beanbag bed
0: which just, that, that's too much comfort. I don't need that.
1: I know. I wanted my one life. so badly in high school, but now that I think about it, like, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere in this life.
0: I would have gotten nothing done. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had any muscles because my, my body would have just completely-
1: Atrophied? Atrophied. Oh, for
0: sure. I'd just be this weird mush puddle of a person inside a bead chair just going,
1: ah. I wonder if anyone's ever actually sued the Love Sack Corporation for how much they didn't get done. When they were just living in their beanbag, I'm sure people
0: thought about it and then realized having to look at paperwork where it's like their name versus Love Sack. Yeah. They're like, no, I can't. Put I myself can't take through. on big beanbag. Yeah,
1: not so. Yeah,
0: you, you're you're not big enough to take down big beanbag. <laughs>
1: no one is. <laughs> no
0: one is. <else. laughs> Besides that, I think because of the pressure of the upper cheek, mm-hmm. um if you were trying to squirt out a fart. Uh,
1: not squirt out. No, no, don't, not.
0: We don't like that.
1: Not really. Okay,
0: if you're trying to sneak one out, there we go. The pressure, much the, the pressure of the top cheek. There, I mean, you're getting some, some, some bounce in that fart. Oh, so, true th-
1: farts. I feel like would be a lot louder. So much.
0: I, I don't know if silent farts would exist
1: anymore. That's a
0: scary world. That is a very scary world. That <laughs> just loud. Unless it just gets normalized to a point where everybody's just used to hearing people fart. You know
1: what? That would actually be kind of nice. Just
0: waiting at the bus stop, and it's just this fucking symphony of Mm -hmm. farts.
1: Fart cacophony.
0: Fart cacophony. All the time. (laughs) As you're just waiting for the bus, nobody cares. Nobody cares. One bit. Mm mm. If anything, they're like judging like, oh, wow, that was a good one, Steve.
1: Thanks. In this society, women are so much more powerful because they no longer need to live in fear of expressing their farts in the world. (laughs) (laughs) The glass ceiling was broken so long ago because of the fart situation just being a non-issue now. Wow.
0: Who knew that that was the one thing holding women back? It wasn't misogyny. (laughs) It wasn't like institutional sexism. It was literally... Being able to fart whenever they want.
1: Horizontal butt cracks are the key to a feminist <laughs> dreamscape. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I'm on board with that.
1: I know that I'm not the only girl that had fart anxiety her entire life because no, I was ad- taught that d- girls sure. don't fart. Yeah, I'm sure. But- <laughs> if you want to text us on the GY hotline for support, <laughs> I'm right here with you. What would and I'm the- still working on it.
0: Like How, how would a thong work? Mm. <laughs> that would be very confusing
1: yeah really confused i don't think that thongs happen in this life Mm-mm.
0: you don't you don't think there's just like one strip going around the back in between the like the cheeks
1: then it's just like a belt situation like it's like a low belt
0: <laughs> just a low belt that goes <laughs> between your cheeks yeah oh no exactly i don't like that
1: Mm-mm. i don't either and,
0: I'm just trying to think of like what you could actually use your butt for, because there's a perfect like, I mean, if you need to tie a rope around something like that's clearly where you're going to put the back of the rope is between your butt cheeks. Yeah. I mean, because it's going to stay secure Mm -hmm. there.
1: And also, I feel like pulling butt cheeks apart, if you need to do that for like sexual purposes, is a lot easier than holding them up. You know, like hoisting something up is more difficult than like pushing it apart. Is that just me? Do I do I just not have those good no, pop forearm great, muscles? that's great, but
0: the only thing that I would have an issue with is if you're like in doggy position and yeah. you like you're behind someone and you're lifting up their butt their, <laughs> one, their butt cheek. one butt cheek uh, to perform sexual intercourse pulling the cheek down mm-hmm. at any point it would feel like putting the safety bar up on a roller coaster <laughs> a little bit like you're just strapping yourself in for safety <laughs> and uh, I don't need that kind of imagery when I'm going in because I will take advantage of it and start screaming. We wow, and, I believe you would. On, yeah.
1: Another thing that would be actually really great, and also something that would be really helpful for women. Actually, this is great for women. I love this <laughs> question. Um, another thing that would be really great is since you have the other butt cheek that's like also horizontal in the way that you cannot have this. Oops! It slipped. Accidental hole situation <laughs> that some. People love to try and pull. True, true,
0: There's a whole mound in the way. Yeah, exactly. You can't
1: slip. There's no slipping. (laughs) Oops.
0: Yeah, no, that's not. It's not happening. No. Mm -mm.
1: So, uh, again, just another way that women are thriving out here in this this timeline.
0: Pancake poops, loud farts. Mm Mm-hmm glass ceiling broken Yep. fully broken mm-hmm. no oops no method oops. happening whatsoever Mm-mm. I uh I, I think there's some real <laughs> there's some real hope uh for <laughs> for a, a vertical uh vertical
1: but society for all the brilliant scientists listening <laughs> <laughs> do we have the technology please sound off i've developed a <laughs> formula
0: <Yeah. laughs> to cure cancer uh just get rid of all disease
1: To make vertical butts. (laughs) Feminist scientists for horizontal butts. (laughs) Goodbye, oops method. Hello, (laughs) vertical butts. Horizontal butts. (laughs) Horizontal butts. (laughs) Yeah, see? The future looks very bright. (sighs) You're welcome, Gen Z. It's about to get great.
0: All the uh, the ass-eating Gen Zers are just like, I mean, if I got to tell my head, I got to tell my head. This is still happening. <laughs> like It's fine.
1: You can just put my entire head in between. <laughs> right? like, just put it right on an angle. <laughs> and I think that there's no other way to wrap up the show. No. That's perfect. I think that's... Than a... that visual
0: alone. It's important that we end on that note.
1: <laughs> so anyways... If you like the show and you'd like to show other people in the world that you like the show, that's awesome. Buy our merch and then you can wear your pride anywhere you go. Deeply Upsetting Gear is available on our Tee Public page. The link is at guipodcast.com slash store. And while you're at it, uh, you can rate, you can review, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're not following all the other shows at guipodcast.com, then get to going. It's like, what are you doing at this point?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got so many great shows on the network and uh, a little shout out as well that next week after this episode drops Mm -hmm. on the 24th of July, um, I will be with a few of the other showrunners on the network at the VA Comic Con at the Richmond Raceway. It's from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You got to get your tickets ahead of time on the website, vacomiccon.com. And uh, we'll be hanging out. We're going to have our cameras with us and microphones. so We're just going to be talking to people. Man on the Street style, talking about what comics you're picking up, um, talking to cosplayers, shooting the shit, having fun, hanging out. We have the exclusive merch that we have for our live events that we haven't been able to sell for a year and a half. Yep. That we have always had at the trivia nights and the live shows mm-hmm. in the past. We're going to have that out. So if you want to add a sticker, a koozie, anything like that from Geeks Under the Influence, we'll have that available. Um, the rest of the merch, of course, is through Public, And you can pick that up at GYPodcast.com slash store.
1: Yep. That will be very fun. I will not be there. So you have plenty of time before the Comic-Con to mourn. You're right. (laughs) That I will be at work.
0: I will be the sole representative of deeply upsetting at the the convention. Yeah,
1: so so. you can get all the complaints. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I can just relax at my amazing job. (laughs) Sideways,
0: like... (laughs) sideways butts why and we're
1: like i uh, know yeah we we know Trust somebody me. comes
0: up and slaps me you
1: ruined the jetsons for me
0: <laughs> i ruined the jetsons for me too if it me makes you too, feel any better honestly
1: that is that was the most upsetting part of this episode <laughs> yeah. in my humble opinion i mean there's plenty to choose from but there is that one was pretty rough um for someone that didn't mean to be associated with this podcast we want to say thank you to jason farnham for our <laughs> theme music he's never met us And he probably has no idea that we're using it. And I'm sorry, Jason. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: appreciate it.
1: Thank you, buddy. Um, So for another episode of Deeply Upsetting, I'm Amy Bogard, And I'm Mike the Hobbit. Bye.
0: guipodcast.com everybody do the dinosaur in a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse join mike the hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots remakes and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite tv and film properties Ideas like a John Waters keyman man movie, Fantastic Four the musical, and aliens done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up, available anywhere you get your podcasts.